Selling bets. Legally. Selling losers to get out of losing, potentially. And selling winners to collect winnings before they win. Amazing. One of the biggest guests we've ever had on this show, the biggest guest we've ever had on this show, will be coming on to talk about how he had one of the greatest ideas and current inventions I've ever seen in my entire life. We'll also be talking about a quarterback that's so relevant. They go on the road in prime time in the SEC, and he throws for 110 yards, and they still win. He sounds like a fraud to me. Yeah, he's the biggest fraud in all of college football. We'll be talking about a crazy cartel story, but not one that is about the cartel. It's about one that actually, they're misunderstood. You heard me. And we'll be talking about Lamar Jackson. I can't help it. We just have to go there. The usual suspects will be on the show. I believe the drunk neighbor is going to miss out. We'll see. I don't know. But either way, stick around. We've been waiting for this one. Welcome to the Sports Antidote, episode number 134. I'm your host, the North Korean Santa. Big episode today. It's titled Untitled. We don't have one. Like I said in the prequel, we have no narrative, no Greek mythology story, no biblical story, no current event story to tie in to anything in sports. We're just having a big time guest come on. Can't wait. Been waiting for this one for a while. Let's go over the numbers. The podcast suffers its worst week of the year. Last year, North Korean Santa goes 0-3 for his first losing week of the season. Falling to 29 and 11. Tough to fall to 29 and 11, but that's the truth. NFL Jesse goes 2 and 3. The podcast falls to 67, 43 and 1. But if you fall to 67, 43 and 1, then you must have been standing pretty tall and you must not have fallen that much because that is just ridiculous. The drunk neighbor will not be joining the show today. My co host for the second week, his new job, taking him for a ride. He's out there making that money. Good for him. NFL Jesse will join me at the end of the show. Dickie Salvo is out. Coach Ed Ogeron from LSU is in. Hopefully he gets the right call time this time. And the co-founder of PropSwap.com, one of the fastest growing and most fascinating gambling segments uh, in the world as far as I'm concerned, is going to be joining the show to talk about actual legality of, of selling legal bets. Um, basically like the eBay of selling bets. Can't wait for that. I know um, we'll have him on pretty soon here. I'm going to do my picks. We'll have him on. And then Coach O, then NFL Jesse, bing, bang, boom, we're out. A lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous. People come, people go. Ebb and flows. Boats and hoes. Stuff like that. Uh, the Sports Antidote Podcast, episode 134. Once again, I'm your host, North Korean Santa. Follow me at NKorean Santa. I've been crushing it this year uh, until last week. I say, play me in September. Roll me in October. Fade me in November. Well, you may want to do that again. We'll see. North Korean Santa last week. Takes Tulane, had a chance to tie it at the end, never led, never really had that much of a shot versus Temple, L. Took Navy versus Notre Dame, L, L, L. Worst bet I've had all year, L. Never in the game, got blown out. And then UGA, Jake Fromm, a.k.a. Jake Fraud, who who goes 11 for 27 with 110 yards, but he throws three touchdowns. Again, I just can't, I understand throwing touchdowns is important, but this dude is a, literally a non-factor. And, and two of them were, your mom could have made those passes. And of course, they blow the lead. Auburn comes storming back, scores 14 straight, gets the ball back twice, can't score again. That's typical. But if you think Jake Fromm is an elite quarterback, you're insane. I had to go back and look. You know, last time a ranked team has played a ranked team on the road, and thrown for under 135, I think it was 140 yards, and still won was when LSU did it to Alabama in the game of the year in 2011. So they say the game of the year. But Jake Fraud 
is ridiculous. When you're when you throw for 110 yards and you still win on the road, you, that, that's how irrelevant you are. And then again, oh, the touchdown. I know. Yes, he threw for a couple short. He threw for a couple touchdowns, and everyone just goes nuts. Now they're bragging about his red zone efficiency because that's the only thing you can brag about. Because you can't brag about anything else because he sucks. I don't know who started the rumor this guy was good. It drives me nuts. He's awful. He sucks. And if you think he's going in the first round, guess what? Hit me up at N Korean Santa. Direct message. We'll go ahead. Let's go blank checks. Forget it. I hate Georgia. And not just because I lost that bet because I'm so sick of the hype for a team that doesn't do shit. Oh, God. Anyway, I go 0-3 as the drunk neighbor blasts me on group chat. That was great. Lamar Jackson. We're going to be talking about him. I told you about a, a cartel story. Uh, we're getting into that. Uh, but first, actually, let's do that now. So, um, not that, you know, this is a sports antidote. We talk about many things. And once again, we're bringing in Ian Epstein pretty quick here. I'll do my picks. We'll bring him in. He's going to be on the majority of the show. He is the star. However, um, I don't know how to really describe this story to you, but uh, one of my friends explained to me that his younger sister, who goes to one of the institutionalized concentration camps, oh, I'm sorry, I mean universities, um, came back recently and they got in an argument about the drug cartels. And she said they, <laughs> they're misunderstood. <laughs> Wait, so immediately you've lost me, right? And she goes on this like rant and he cuts her off at the knees, of course, and I wasn't there, but he's pretty legitimate dude. He's uh, trying to understand why. Like help me understand how you could say something like that. Help me understand how a group of people that cut people to pieces and send it around Mexico for intimidation. Like, tell me how people that um pay off the police to look at the way to do the craziest things. Tell me how people who kidnap other people's kids and kill them do whatever it takes to move this weight. Tell me how the pe- the stuff they're actually doing ruins families, kills families, kills people, ruins everything. Drugs, yes. Coke, all that other stuff. Yes, very bad. Tell me how they're misunderstood. I told him, that's like me saying, you know what? Hamas, ISIS, just misunderstood. They just like to blow shit up. They just like to blow stuff up. And apparently she told them, they're trying to support their families. It's like, <laughs> he's actually hearing this from a professor. I swear to God. I won't even tell you the school. It's just, this is insane. This is insane. Uh, you know, Hamas, ISIS, they're just blowing stuff up to support their family. They're blowing up your family to support theirs. Are you kidding me? Like, this is actually a thing. My aunt spent 41 years with a three-letter acronym, basically, not an acronym, but an abbreviation for a very known government entity uh, who fought against these people for oh yeah, over four decades. And I'll tell you right now, uh, they're not misunderstood. I'm misunderstood. Okay. When I go 0 and 3, people don't understand that that was a fluke. That's a misunderstanding. You know, that's like me saying, the Ku Klux Klan, they're just misunderstood. It's not that. They're just trying to feed their families as they do unthinkable things uh, to people of color and people of the of Jewish descent. Yeah, don't worry about them. They're fine. Yeah, sure. The cartels. Yeah, sure. It's just unbelievable. North Korean Santa, why you bring all that up? Because we all, it's not all sports and gambling on here. I just thought that to be crazy. And I'm actually going to his house this weekend and she's going to be back again from school and I'm going to lay into her. It's going to be great. And she has, she's, she's DOA. You can argue with me on stuff like that. I'll pound you with facts until your ears bleed. I know so much about that after talking to my aunt for years and years about that. Worst people on the planet they are. They're up there. But again, Hamas, ISIS, just trying to feed the family. Yeah, that's it. 
UGA, we just talked about them. Jake Fraud, he's awful. He's the worst. Let's see here. They play Texas A&M. That's going to be interesting. I'm staying away from that game. There are a couple games I just can't shy away from. You know how I am. I just cannot help it. While we're here, let's just talk about Lamar Jackson before I get into my picks. So one guy hit me up on Twitter, and I had to delete this Twitter stream because some things were said, not from me, but from him, and I didn't want to be associated with it. But the thing is, you know, this dude hit me up. Why do you hate on Lamar Jackson so much? And I don't hate on Lamar Jackson. I hate on the idea of Lamar Jackson. There's a big difference. You know, his two, his two big bowl games against two SEC teams, Mississippi State, LSU, he did absolutely nothing. Go check the stat line on that game. I'm not going to read it out to you. Uh, it's pathetic. It's great to rack up stats in the ACC, play Clemson twice, do okay once, terrible the other time. Apparently, he in college was really good versus bad teams and really bad versus good teams. You, we can start there. And then I'm sure he's a great kid. And everything, but now, you know, Harbaugh puts him in a great situation to win. The MVP is not put into a situation to win. You're the MVP. And this is also the time, this is like a Cam Newton year. What are you, you hating on black quarterbacks? No, I'm just telling you. The year Cam Newton won, Breeze was, uh, Brady was suspended, Rodgers was hurt. Uh, Breeze was on a 7-9 and nine team. Peterson was hitting his kid with a switch, I think. There was no one else. There, was, there wasn't even a contender. Right now, I mean, I, got, I don't know who's number two. Michael Thomas? You can make an argument for him. There should be a couple other arguments. I'm sure I mean, Russell Wilson's the MVP to me. Uh, but, you know, Lamar Jackson's put in position. The guy's thrown for 300 yards a couple times in his career. The two big passing games he's had this year was against the Redskins and the Dolphins. You'd think he tore up the two best defenses in football the way the media just loves this type of thing. Uh, and the fact that, you know, the dude just runs around like Vic, is, that's awesome. No one's going to deny his electricity on the field. But I'm just telling you, that has its shelf life. Uh, and his accuracy, they talk about how accurate he is. He's not accurate. Stop. Stop it. Pump the brakes. Go jump off the high dive and smell the bottom of the pool at the YMCA if you're going to tell me that Lamar Jackson's accurate. He doesn't throw the ball that much. There's a reason why last year he didn't throw the ball 20 times, and there's a reason why he rarely throws the ball a lot now. They don't want him to. Quarterbacks are supposed to be throwing in the NFL, not running. So I'm just saying, yes, if he's the, is he the MVP right now, can make a compelling argument for him. I'm not hating on him. I'm just telling you, let's see the longevity of this. We've seen this before. What, with black quarterbacks? No, we've seen it with Jake Locker. We've seen it with white quarterbacks. We've seen digression. Look at Trubisky. He was really good. I thought he was pretty good last year. Now, of course, he's running for his life. No offensive line. Nobody wants to talk about that. That's fine. But the point is that at the end of the day, I feel like a guy like Lamar could easily regress. Uh, we've seen it with Kaepernick. You know, it's it's it's... The minute that we think we've seen, we've never seen something like this before, and then the league adjusts, and it normally makes its, its uh, adjustments quickly, and all of a sudden, you know, at one point we're going to see the Wildcat with Ronnie Brown, every other, that worked for one game and never worked again. But my thing for Lamar is that uh, successful quarterbacks in this league, for the most part, are guys that are accurate, and he's not that accurate. Um, like guys like Russell Wilson have that ability, but he is also extremely accurate. And uh, until Lamar really shows to me that he can be the guy to not be, quote-unquote, put in a position to win, uh, which is him just having all these design plays for him not to be able to throw, that I'm not going to go ahead and throw in the with everyone else and just say, oh, yeah, yeah, he's Michael Vick incarnate times two. Forget it. Plus, they play no one. I get it. They rack the Patriots. I get it. They rack the Texans. How good are the Texans, really? How good is any team in the AFC? Who have the Patriots even played? How many playoff teams have the Ravens and the Patriots played combined? Probably less than the Saints have played the last six weeks. You don't like this? You don't like truth? Go listen to some other stupid podcasts like Mike and Dyke or whatever the guy's name is now that he does with. What's his name? I forgot. Wingo something? Yeah, it's real compelling. It sucks. 
Let's get into the Santa's picks, and let's bring on the co-founder, who probably thinks I'm insane by listening to this intro. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I just couldn't help it. Just we gotta have a little pop culture story, a little hatred on uh, on loved, beloved uh, athletes, and um, you know, we just gotta push the envelope. Coach Ed Ogeron's gonna have a big uh, interview here. He's got some stuff to say, I'm sure. Let's get into the Santa's picks, and then we'll bring on the star of the show. Santa, 29-11. Pretty impressive. You may want to still fade me here in November. I don't know. I'm just going to stick to the script. We're going with two college, one pro. Only done three pro, two pro games this year. Won them both. Uh, you may want to fade this one, I guess. It's pretty publicy. I, I don't know. I don't really have a rhyme or reason for it. I just can't imagine my daughter coming home and explaining to me from a college professor how the cartels are misunderstood. And I... I would have to go to that college and beat the shit. I would be upstate in Angola. I don't even know what I would do. I just, if this is what's happening in college today in certain classes, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm already considering homeschooling. The Santa takes it on the chin last week. Oh, and three, like I said. Wow. Get crushed. But this week, we had the Navy last week first Notre Dame. And on national television, in one of the more watched games that week in a very popular time slot, the Navy gets absolutely thrashed. I don't think Notre Dame punted. I think their punter was seen on the bench playing words with friends the entire game. He did not come on the field. No need to. Navy's defense looked terrible. That's not the first time they looked terrible. They looked terrible versus Tulane. They looked terrible mostly all year. Who hasn't looked terrible? Southern Millionaires University. Yes, we were against them last week. No, we weren't. I'm sorry. Uh, but I, see, like, I feel like I'm against them every week. SMU, uh, who scores... 60 points a game, rolls into Navy. They're ranked 21st. Navy's kind of down right now. Obviously, we're going to take SMU. We don't take Navy again. We don't take the same team twice, especially when they lose. We bet against them. That's how we do it on here. Psych. We are absolutely taking the Navy. Minus three and a half. Why is Navy even giving points to Southern Millionaires University? Shouldn't SMU be favored in this situation? The public certainly thinks so, 71%. As high as I've seen, as low as 66%. Let's take the average. I think that'd be 69. <laughs> 69. Only you know what I mean, baby. Gronk. My point is that Navy can still run the football effectively. SMU can't stop anyone and almost lost to ECU last week. ECU is trash. I don't care if Stanford Steve liked their future. I told you before the season started, they suck. They're not that good. And they should not be scoring 60 points in, in Dallas on those guys. SMU has been really bad in Annapolis the last five years. Let's go ahead and see what happens when they go back again this year. I like the Navy minus three and a half. I love Coach Ken after an embarrassing loss. I really like the Navy here, so we're going back to the losing team we had last week. Once again, I can't help it. I just kind of gravitate towards that thing. It's kind of like trendy hipster type thing. We're going to take them. It's kind of like NFL Jesse. We're with them this week. We're against them next week. But in this case, we're going to be with them last week with the loss. And this week, hopefully, for the win. The Navy minus three and a half, a rare favorite for the North Korean Santa. We're going to the NFL. This is where it gets a little weird for me. Tom Brady did not throw a touchdown pass last week. Uh, the last time that happened, I think uh, some dude named Jesus turned water into wine. I'm not sure, but I know one thing. Edelman threw more touchdowns than Tom Brady. And he gets up there Monday morning and says emphatically, and I mean emphatically in that Brady fashion, we did a lot of things bad. We're going to make improvements. Trust me. I believe you, Tom. I believe you. Is this when everybody looks at that game and goes, oh, and they still won. 
This one ever looks at that game and goes, Oh, there it is. He's 42. I guess the avocado ice cream caught up. No, it has not. He's going to go nuts. This is the worst spot ever for the Cowboys. Getting six and a half. I think they should be getting 16 and a half as far as I'm concerned. We don't like Dallas here at all. I don't have a rhyme or reason. I don't do much pro. But I just know this is one of those situations where I almost feel like the Patriots lost. And they shut out the Eagles in the second half. They won that half 8 nothing. The decisive win, 17-7. Philly never really in the game. Uh, Wentz looked terrible. Brady threw the ball like 47 times. They combined for almost 100 passes in this game, and there was only 24 points scored. How crazy is that with these two caliber quarterbacks? I just think you're going to see a little difference here. I think the Cowboys come to town with a little pedigree. I don't think the Cowboys are worth a damn for his good teams. They had not beat a good team yet this year, really. They typically beat bad teams, lose to good teams. Well, let's look to keep that trend going. We're going to take the New England Patriots. Wow, I've never done this before. <laughs> Minus six and a half. At home. And lastly, ULL. ULL on the weight class this year is a mother. They are pounding on teams. You'd have told me two years ago they'd be a 14-point favorite against Troy at home. I'd have called you nuts. But Troy's good at one thing. They're good at scoring. ULL, not so much they can. They run the ball with like five different guys. You know, I really stay away from these totals when I can. But I just can't stay away from this one. Give me ULL, Troy, over the 71 which is a ton of points. I know it is, but I'm taking it anyway. I just have to. I have no choice. Quick recap. Give me the Patriots, minus a six and a half. We're taking the Navy, minus a three and a half. I have no dogs this week. It's insane. And give me ULL Troy over the 71. And as an honorable mention, you may want to look at this one. I might just throw it in. No, we'll stick to three. San Diego State, Hawaii. That's the lowest total I've seen in Honolulu in a long time at 48. Uh, I'm not saying I'd take it. It's low. But boy, if I had a gun to my head, it's San Diego State or the under or nothing in that situation. Let's bring on the talent. Anyway, enough about that. Let's bring on Ian Epstein. Uh, he's going to be coming up here, the co-founder of PropSwap, as I spoke of. baby. Coach. Coach O of the LSU Tigers has somehow hacked his way into the system. Coach, I didn't know you knew how to do that. Well, yeah, baby, it's, it's that time of year. I've been hacking a lot. I didn't get that flu shot. But um, I'm here, baby. Go well, Tigers. Coach, I, I hate to tell you, you're 30 minutes early, Coach. Uh, the yeah. dude from – well, the dude from PropSwap that I told you about, the co-founder of PropSwap is about to come on. we got to get him on first. Wait, 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 wait. Premature ejaculation with the swap shop. Um Coach, is it Viagra? What's going on here, baby? Coach, I'm about to swap you out for a coach that can stop Ole Miss from running for 250 yards. Well, we coming, baby. We coming. All right, coach, you're coming on, guys. I'm sorry. The head coach of LSU likes to call in the show. We have some new listeners that may not know that. Coach, I'm gonna call you. Call back in after after the prop swap guy is is off. All right. Yeah. All right, baby. Go Tigers. <laughs> Guys, uh, I've been chasing this guy for a while. It's always my fault when he can't come on when he has time to. Thank God. The co-founder of PropSwap, Ian Epstein, was able to join the Sports Antidote today. Um, first of all, Ian, thanks for coming. I know you are extremely busy as your business is booming. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, before we even begin, quick story. I wish I would have known. I wish that the service you offer now had been around um, when the Royals played the Giants in the World Series. Now, they lost, they lost, but I had the Royals at outstanding odds 
and I didn't have the capital to hedge and I didn't know what to do. They ended up losing. I hedged a little bit and won, but boy, I could have locked in a ton of profit had this site been around. So I'm still kind of kicking myself. You know, <laughs> wrong time, but better so, late than never. Exactly. So for those of you who don't know, we're going to get into what prop swap is. We're going to talk about a lot of the different facets of it. Probably from a from a, a macro level, I don't think Ian has time to get a whole micro uh, on it. But we'll certainly touch on some you know important and interesting aspects of the business. Um, why don't you go ahead and from like ten thousand feet. Can you just give our listeners, like, if you had to give an elevator speech on what your service does, what would that sound like? Sure. So PropSwap uh, is the first and only uh, secondary market for sports bets. Uh, think of it like eBay. You uh, place a sports bet uh, at a legal U.S. sports book. They um, can then list that ticket for sale on our site uh, at a price they determine. Uh, and then we go and we find them a buyer for them. Uh, so, uh, you know, for example, uh, the LSU quarterback, Joe Burrow, uh, he was, he could be found at a hundred to one, um, before the season at, at some sports books to win the Heisman trophy. So if you bet a hundred dollars, that ticket is worth 10,000. If it wins, uh, it's worth zero if it loses. Right. Uh, and so we've created this marketplace where, uh, tickets are worth a value, um, between the time you make it and the time that it either wins or loses. Uh, and so we allow customers to kind of capitalize uh, on their good choices uh, or sometimes get out of bad choices, right? The, the point is you're no longer tied to your sports bets. Uh, and so uh, we're, we're, you know, no longer does your bet need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Uh, so we're providing liquidity uh, to an industry that, that has none. That was very smart. Smoke. I like the, uh, how you talk about, right, sometimes it's about limiting loss. Uh, everyone always talks about how to maximize profit, but I kind of preach the other way. There's another angle, another angle would be how to limit, you know, money you're giving away. And like you said, being locked into a bet. So I got to ask you, I've come, you know, I think I've come full circle. When I first heard about this idea, I was so fascinated that I, I was like, give me this guy's number. I have to call him. We have a mutual friend. And I mean, I almost had to pull the car over. And because I, I, after my fascination, I think I went in different phases. I went into the anger phase. Why didn't I think of that? This is right. Why didn't I think of this? And then after that, I just went back into the fascination phase and everything. And I'm just thinking, like, how did you come up with this, man? It's simple but brilliant. You know, I just it, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, th I think we've all made some sports bets where we look at it and we go, like, hey, you know what? Like this thing has improved, but I don't think it could necessarily win. Uh, you know, I would I'm sure there's someone out there that would buy this thing from me. Uh, and so I kind of had this idea in college. Um, didn't think much of it, but I was like, yeah, you know, I think that could be interesting. Uh, I moved to Vegas in 2012 uh, to work for a sports betting company. Um, kind of had this idea in the back of my mind, um, you know, just wanted, but I wanted to learn kind of the ins and outs of the industry first. Uh, and then in 2013, uh, a buddy of mine from college called me up uh, and, you know, he was living in San Francisco at the time. And he said, hey, uh, I was in Vegas over Labor Day. Uh, I bet on the Saints to win the Super Bowl at 50 to one odds. So did I. Uh, they've now won, <laughs> yeah, uh, they've, they've now won seven games in a row. Uh, and this, their odds are now 15 to one, um, you know, and he called me up cause he knew I was the sports betting guy. And he was like, is there anywhere I can sell this thing? And I said, no, there's not. And I've thought about that too. I've, I've had that same idea and I have no idea uh, why you can't do that. And he's like, well, I made the bet, but if it wins, can I send you the ticket and can you cash it for me? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, well then, then these things are transferable, right? Then there's nothing stopping there to be a marketplace uh, for these tickets. Um, and so that kind of sparked the idea for us. And, 
And, you know, I mean, the idea is only half of it, right? Execution is the other half. So we then had to kind of figure out, okay, is this legal? Uh, you know, would we go to jail for basically doing this? And so, um, you know, short answer is uh, it is legal. Uh, and we launched the business officially in 2020. Okay, so that was great that you said that. It makes an easy segue for me because my next question was when the first, when I first heard this, I'm thinking, how many hoops did this young man have to jump through regarding the Nevada Gaming Commission? Because I know they're hard ass over there. Um, and I'm just thinking, like, yeah. what? I mean, I, I know you could probably write a book on this, but if you could just keep that. I mean, summarize basically. What, how did you get through? Like, how many? Was it as hard as I think it was, or was it not as difficult as people might think it would be? It, it was. It's probably I harder than you think go. it was. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know. Um, so we initially we, we wrote out a business plan and we sent it to the game control board. You know, just the two of us, right? No lawyers involved. And uh, we sent to them and they said, no. Uh, and we're like, well, why not? And then they sent us back a letter saying, okay, here are the four reasons uh, why not. And we looked at it and we were like, well, we disagree. We disagree with that. And so then we like sent a rebuttal and they were like, no, no, like this is not how it works. Like we say no, it's a no. And we kept like trying. And I'll never forget this, this woman, you know, she was like a mid-level employee, not, not nothing too high up. But she told me on the phone, she was like, what don't you get about no? It's not going to happen. It's like the only way this could possibly happen is if you find a lawyer who's got a really good working relationship with the members of the board and, and like, and gets them to approve this. And so we're like, all right, all right I guess we got to go find like a lawyer. Like, and, and that was, and that was the beginning of my relationship with lawyers, which uh, still exists today. Uh, it's, a, it's a love hate relationship. Um, and, and so then basically we, we, we went, we tried to find a lawyer and uh, I kid you not like a dozen different, well-respected gaming attorneys told us no way there's no way the game control board would ever allow this to happen i i wouldn't even take your money like save your money i i wouldn't even take it uh and then finally like the 13th lawyer we talked to uh, over the phone guy in reno he you know basically read out read the case and was like yeah you guys have a point here like these tickets are personal property there's and there's nothing in the Nevada rules that say that you can't sell your personal property, you know. Uh, and there's nothing that says that sports tickets can't be sold. Uh, and so he went and he represented us in front of the game control board. Um, and uh, the the result of that meeting was that that prop swap is not gambling, uh, and that we can operate without uh, a gaming license. Um, so yeah, that was it was that that was the quick That's version of the story. But yeah, it was it was quite it was quite. The, so I'm in sales. Well. So it sounds like you ran into like a mid level gatekeeper right there. What a stupid gatekeeper! Because she just gave you the blueprint on how to get around her, how to get around the whole thing. Hey, dude, the answer is no. But yeah. Here's what I would do. Oh, thanks a lot. Great. Do the yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah, and but it's a it's a good example to show that like it, it really you know with, with some of the stuff it really is like who you oh, know especially um, oh especially there because it, you know, I mean I, remember yeah. the movie Casino where Ross Dean wouldn't let uh, the gaming commissioner's uh, stupid nephew back in or whatever and they end up shutting him down at the movie Casino kind of the same. I mean it's a movie but I can only imagine. Yeah probably is you know i wouldn't say crooked but i'm sure there's a ton of rules and regulations it's yeah it's not, right. it's not crooked it's just let's just say it's, it's highly it's regulated it's a tight yeah, yeah, community I, I, I totally yeah. get it um well that's that is absolutely fascinating um and before we go on my next i guess you could call it roman numeral um as we're talking about prop swaps like infancy you know i imagine even during then as you were working with a gaming company setting odds lines whatever it is you were doing um you probably still couldn't like anyone that has a business, you know, you still probably had to work another job. I had a friend, I have two friends that patented something that I'm going to talk about in a month from now. 
And it was a great idea. It was awesome. But they still had to work at their restaurant. They still had to bartend full time because they couldn't do this full time. When did you realize that this was something where you could say, I quit. This is it. When was that? I mean, that I'll be honest with you, that, that was pretty early on wow. for me. Uh, I left my job before my co-founder uh, left his job. Um, and that, that, that was a combination of a couple things. One, uh, I wasn't that happy at my job. Um, I, I wasn't happy at that oh. company. Let's just say that. Uh, and so I knew, you know, I just didn't see the upward mobility uh, in that company. Uh, I knew also that I was basically working on something that, you know, if I got caught doing on their time, they may be like, hey, we, you know, we, you, you just on our, on our dime, we own it or like we own a part of it. Uh, I wanted to avoid that situation. Um, and, you know, I, I had some money saved up you know, when I moved to Vegas to say, hey, if this job didn't work out, I had some money saved up. Uh, and so that allowed me to kind of uh, kind of go uh, cut loose, uh, you know, probably before most people would, would do that. You know, granted, if I worked, if I worked in an industry, if, I had, if my day job was something completely different than, than what PropSwap was, I would be like, I'd, I'd be telling my friends about it. I feel, you know, like I would be telling everyone about it, but this company I worked for, you know, they're, they're very litigious. Uh, and I just did not want to get caught up in a situation where uh, I was like spending company time working on this project. So uh, it, I, I left pretty early on. And then, cause then I thought to myself, you know what, like, I'm not, I'm not happy here anyway. So like, if the prop stuff thing doesn't work out, I'll just go find another job. Like, it's like, I, I, I knew I wanted to leave that job uh, anyways. Mm, but it makes it, it's all, it makes it easy to leave when you hate where you are for sure makes it difficult when you have a, a profitable, you know, job and then, uh, you know, things go. I, but I totally understand that. And that makes perfect sense to me. Um, so now we go over the infancy part of it. Let's talk about kind of the evolution and the growth. So where is the company now as opposed to where it was when you started? Now, I'm not looking for an exact percentage. Although I'm sure you know that. But if you could just make it kind of simple for our listeners, put things to perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the 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 cardinal like the big the big change that happened between when we started this business and today would obviously be the legalization of sports betting. Um, when we started PropSwap, you know, we thought we could have a nice little business, you know, selling Nevada tickets uh, to people, you know, in different states. Um, but you know, our, our our market size in terms of what could be sold was limited to to one city essentially. I mean, you know, Reno Reno exists, but Reno's not a huge market for us. Uh, and then um, you know. Obviously, the, the, the case got to the Supreme Court and we were like, wow, this is kind of interesting um, if this goes through. And then uh, in twenty in May of 2018, uh, it finally uh, the Supreme Court uh, ruled um, to overturn PASPA, which was the uh, the regulation put in place in 1992 that basically said that states could not offer sports betting except for Nevada and a couple other ones. Um, that was the rule that no, that New Jersey challenged and, and the and they won that case. So uh, in 2018. Um, that basically expanded our market uh, to be all over the country. I think today there are 13 different states offering sports betting uh, with a handful of others that have legalized it, uh, just haven't implemented it yet. Uh, and I, mean, I think within a couple of years, you'll see the number exceed 30. Uh, and so uh, that's great for us because it's our market size of what we can sell uh, has expanded tremendously. Uh, and so you start to see things like, you know, I mean, there's, there's different types of bets being offered in different states. Um, there's regional biases in the odds. So, for example, um, you know, this was, uh, you know, Gonzaga and Oregon are like, you know, in basketball are, are two predominantly West Coast teams, right? They're very popular. Oregon and Gonzaga are very popular when you talk about betting their futures odds in Vegas. They're not very popular in New Jersey, right? No one's awake to watch, sure. those, ga watch sure. those games, right? And so, you know, uh, you looked at uh, in, during March Madness, Oregon 
which was like a popular team. They made the Sweet 16. Uh, they were, you know, 50 to one in Vegas, but 150 to one in New Jersey. Uh, and so prop swap, we're, we're kind of like, we're, we're branching these different jurisdictions so that, you know, it, we, we don't just sell tickets to people who live in states where there's no sports betting. You know, a guy in, in New Jersey can make a bet on Oregon at 150 to one and then sell it to a guy in Vegas at 75 to one. And the seller just doubled their money and the buyer is getting way better odds than what he can get in Vegas. So, um, that, 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 that's been, that's been a huge thing. That is absolutely fascinating. And yeah, things are regional. I mean, I may or may not know a few people that take bets, you know, (laughs) and, uh, I will tell you well, one local guy, he loves the saints, but boy, does he hate them when they cover? Why? Because everybody local is betting the saints. (laughs) So it's the same thing, you know, on, on that end of it. So that's, that's interesting that regionally you could, kind of helps everybody. It helps the guy selling it, helps the guy buying it. And then you, you know, get your commission. It helps you as well. So that's extremely interesting as far as the regional aspect of things. Um, is there something you found out, some, some, excuse me, something you found out that just didn't work, like a main thing, like, okay, this isn't working, we're dropping it. Was there one obstacle or not obstacle, but one, what's the word I'm looking for? Just one maybe idea or process you guys had inside your organization that you had to drop. Does that make sense? I didn't ask that well, too yeah, intelligently. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think I get your point. I mean, you know, when when I started this business, I thought, I thought people would fall in love with the idea. I thought they're like, wait, he would say, I can sell my ticket before, you know, uh, I can sell my ticket dirt, you know, while the event's going on. Like that's amazing. Let me do that. And uh, and I, I was I was kind of wrong on that. Uh, people, um, you, know, the, you know, when we first started this thing, they were like, this is this is dumb. Like, why would I ever want to sell my bet? I I made it because I thought I was going to win. Uh, and so we've slowly had to, you know, we're, we're trying to change behavior here, which is, which is not an easy thing to do. Uh, gamblers are very accustomed to, you know, I made the bet cause I thought I was going to win and I'm going to ride this thing out. And, you know, if it's looking good, that's exactly, you know, I don't, I don't want to hedge my bet when it looks good. I only want to hedge it when it looks bad, which is, which is, you know, the opposite Stupid. of what you should do. Right. And in, in, in investing, when you invest in the stock, the, the expression is buy low, sell high, right? No one ever, you know, people, you know, the, the buy a stock at 50,000 share and it goes up to a hundred. They're like, great. I just doubled my money. Like tremendous. Uh, but for some reason, sports betting, we, you know, when you, when you're the value of your ticket doubles, that that's never seems to be enough. Right. They're like, wait, they're like, I don't want to sell for double. I, I, I can win. Yeah. And then, and, and you know, and, and you have to tell them, well, you know, only one team is winning the championship, right? You know, by, by law, I can't, you know, multiple teams aren't going to win this thing. So um, it's been, a, it's been a, a process to try and educate people on, you know, invest in these teams, right? Make this ticket, make this bet, not thinking it's going to win, but thinking it's going to improve, um, you know, and, and don't, don't hold out to the better end because guess what? It, it probably will end up being, you know, being garbage. Yeah, no, season. absolutely. I had a friend, I had a, a few friends. We had the, Saints win the Super Bowl last year at 30-something to one, which was ridiculous given about how they lost on a miracle play to the Vikings. They're still a really good team, returning everyone uh, nearly. And one of my buddies had the Saints $500 at 32 to one. And after the Saints beat the Rams, if you remember this, the big showdown in the afternoon game, the Saints had just won eight games in a row. They're eight and one. They beat the Rams. And I'm like, now is when you sell this thing on this website. I, I, mm-hmm. I thought it, it, would that be the correct logic, right? It's probably not going to get any better than it is now. Um, at least that was my thought process. And then they lost to the Cowboys the next week, I believe. But, I mean, is that what you're talking about? I mean, you're still trying to sell high in this aspect? Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. And so, you know, uh, you know we're, we're trying to – so we, we try to deploy, you know, different tactics to, to get people into that mindset. So uh, one thing we preach is uh, something called go for two, right? And so uh, our point is 
um, you know, go to the sports book, make your original bet you were going to make, and then make a second kind of insurance bet that you would feel comfortable selling on PropSwap. Uh, and so that, you know, maybe that second bet can cover your initial investment and then some. And so then that way you've made a profit while you still also have, you know, your your second ticket, your, your, your original ticket to ride out. And then, you know, you have the upside if it wins, right? So because um, we, we, we meet, meet a lot of customers who kind of have this like, they're on the fence, like I want to sell and get my money, but I also don't want to be the guy who sold the winning ticket and and they really kind of have this choice. So um, if you go to the sports book, make two tickets. So that way you, you have the flexibility uh, to have the best of both worlds. So that, that's kind of one tactic that we uh, employ to try and get people to, you know, to sell, while also not feel like they're giving up their entire position. Sure, no, that makes perfect sense to me. I can see why other people really wouldn't, right? You know, and it, it is, you're right. Change is hard to break. Just like for me, we try to break people's culture. Changing any type of culture is always difficult, regardless of how profitable it may be. Nobody wants to change, especially those sports gamblers. They know it all, right? Of course, I made the bet because I wanted them to win. Mm -hmm. well, well, you could also get out of it and save money. Um, hey, real quick, before I move on to kind of uh, my next, we'll call it the Roman numeral, uh, or my next point, um, do you guys run into any, because most of the stuff I see on the website, you know, prop plays, obviously, a lot of futures, stuff like that. Do you see any, like, major line movement plays come in where they're, let's say, a, a good example may have been um, – North Texas early in the year is a three and a half point uh, dog to Houston. And a dude has a few hundred bucks on it. The Eric King says, I don't want to play anymore this year. I'm going to redshirt myself. All of a sudden, North Texas is a six point favorite. And then a guy wants to get dumped that ticket on either side. Does that happen any in an instance like that? Yeah. 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 We, 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 we see some of that, you know, the, some of the games of the year, uh, you know, golden nugget in Vegas, I know offers a, a lot of college games of the year uh, over the summer. Uh, and you'll see, you know, drastic seven, 10, 14 point moves uh, oh, by yeah. game Dude, time. LSU, um, LSU so, is yeah, so, 17 point, 17 and a half point dog at Bama before the season. <laughs> of course right. my, my ticket was right. illegal. <laughs> I didn't have legal. Ten, so I couldn't <laughs> sell it, but no, I see what you're saying. So people will, people will sell sure. this future, these, the, the preseason, game of the game of the years right yeah. okay that makes sense yeah we we, we we will see that but you know i mean yeah but the, the profit margin there because it's a you know it's a one-to-one -one bet right you're betting management 10 it's not it's not the tremendous amount of like uh you know i mean there's profit to be made don't get me wrong but um you know people aren't exactly you know cleaning up uh, on that type of transaction but uh we, we we do see some of that uh we see uh you know parlays where uh you know a guy makes a five-team parlay it's the first four Set, legs, yep. you know, the last legs, you know, Monday night. Uh, he wants to hedge by selling. Um, that's, so, yeah, we, we that's we our that friend, stuff. our mutual friend. That's remember he sold that big leg yeah. in there. That was wasn't it the biggest transaction at the time? At the time, that was our, our, yeah, our biggest sale. That was a monster. Uh, and then and then that was a monster. And then after that, uh, our biggest sale was uh, was last January. Uh, back to your Saints. Um, a guy uh, bet eight G's on the Saints to win Super Bowl. Uh, at 20 to one odds. Uh, and then he sold that ticket uh, to actually uh, cousin Sal and Travis of uh, the yep. Fox sports show. Uh, uh, and they, they bought the ticket together for uh, $57,000. Wow, uh, that was, that was the day that was, that was the day before the NFC championship game, which uh, we uh, know how that ended. Uh, I'm still, still kind of, still kind of <laughs> weak in the knees after that. But yeah, no, that yeah. is a very, uh, that is a great story there as far as I'm concerned. I remember seeing that on Twitter. And by the way, I got to just go off here. Clay Travis sucks. Uh, he's terrible. I like the cousin Sal. He's all right. Furman, I don't know. Furman sounds like the smartest guy in the world. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but I never see him. I never see him win any bets, but that, that's okay. Cousin Sal's pretty sharp, in my opinion. I know you don't want to get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sure. Cool. You, have you, well, I'm not going to get into that. But uh, 
So let's get into something else real quick. You know, and I always see a good idea. I'm always like, man, you know what? You know, I'd like to say, why did I think of that? Everyone says that when they see something amazing. But there's always somebody out there that has the means and the resources to come at you. Have you seen the movie The Founder? Uh, you remember the McDonald's movie where um, basically, you know, the, through the whole sort of things, McDonald's came along as the first real fast food restaurant, took everything by storm. Well, six years later, here comes Burger King trying to do the same thing. You see where I'm going here. I don't want you to necessarily mention any competition or any names on here for sure, but are there people right now nipping at your heels, trying to come after you, trying to duplicate this great idea? And, and if so, double question, are you, is there some sort of like, what am I looking for here? Like copyright or something along those lines? Right. Uh, in, intellectual it. property. Um, yeah. Uh, we, we, we do have a patent pending um, on, on something, you know, uh, I, I don't need to get sure into no. what it is, but I mean, we, 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 we have, we have, we have filed for some patents, uh, but I mean, look, I mean, patents are as good as you're willing mm -hmm. to enforce them. So um, it's really more protection for us to say, hey, no, so no one else can yeah. have that patent and then tell us we can't do it. Um, so it's really more of a protection, not necessarily to like go after someone and say, hey, you can't compete against us. Because I really don't think that's the that's the American way. I think competition is good right. for everyone. Um, and I was going to say, absolutely. I and, couldn't agree anymore. You're a yeah. true American here. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and in terms, of, in terms of competition, um, in the U.S., really nothing else has, has come up that's peer-to-peer secondary market. Um, there's a company that's, like, starting up in London uh, called uh, Profit uh, that they've, they've tried to basically, like, copy us. But uh, I don't know. They're, they're, they're in London. They're not even in America. So I'm not uh, too worried about them. Um, and, yeah, I mean, no, but honestly, nothing so far has come up um, to copy us. Uh, you know, we'll be ready when they come. Um, you know, people ask me if I'm, if I'm worried about a sports book, you know, copying us, uh, I'm not, I think that'd be way too confusing for the end user. Um, I mean, if you walked into the, the win sports book in Vegas and on one side, you see a board with the bets you can make for that week. On the other side of the board, you see the bets that they're trying a to huge sell conflict of interest. customers. It, it, it'd be, it'd be confusing. Uh, you know, also the win would only sell win tickets, right? One of the things about us is that we are sportsbook agnostic. It could be any ticket from any sportsbook in the country uh, and you can sell that. Um, so, you know, we have no limitations there. So, um, but, you know, I mean, look, if, uh, if, a, if someone wants to plunk down a couple million dollars and, and compete with us, I say, uh, I say go oh, for it. Well, there you go. Hope, well, they'll probably end up losing. Because uh, it'd be so far behind the game, it would probably just bite him in the ass. But well, real quick, uh, last question, um, or one of my last my last points or things I wanted to bring up was, um, you know, how do you, I, you you have a very good website. It's very, uh, I like it a lot. It's very user friendly. How do you become a partner? How do you become like engaged, you know, to make some money on the back end? Can't you do that with you guys as well? Yeah, so uh, we just launched a new website uh, about a month ago. Uh, I'm really proud of it. Uh, it took a while to uh, to get going, but yeah. So um, if you go to PropSwap.com, um, you know it's a it's a it's a really easy site to navigate. And so um, we're 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 constantly iterating on the site and we're building building things out. Uh, and so uh, coming soon, we'll have like bonuses, right? Where you know if you use this code, you can get you know a match deposit. Uh, so that'll be coming soon. And I think once we get that built. Then we can start giving out unique codes to partners uh, and start tracking, uh, you know, their the you know the signups that they give out, um, and then we can start you know incentivizing those people. So uh, that will be coming. We we did have something like that on our old site, but uh, we're kind of starting all from scratch with this new site. Uh, so uh, soon, yeah, I think I think we will have something like that soon because yeah, I think 
you know, it's the network effect, right? I mean, friends tell friends, but you need to, you need to be incentivized kind of to tell their friends. Uh, so I think, um, you know, sooner rather than later, you'll start to see a partner program where we say, hey, here's your code, give this out, your friends will get a, a you know, a, a deposit bonus, and then you'll get, you know, cut in on That's it as awesome. well. Yeah, I feel as though one day I'm, I'm destined to work, uh, work for you under you somewhere just to be mm-hmm. a, I even asked you I was like hey man you got a guy in Gulf, Gulf Port I'm like I live like 50 miles from there in Louisiana you're like yeah I think you have you had don't you have an operation there as well where you haven't moved yeah 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 we uh yeah I think yeah we this was yeah you would ask after we had uh, awesome. already hired our, our guy down there but yeah we, we, we do have a guy down uh, in Biloxi uh Gulf Port awesome. area so imagine are you starting to do that wherever casinos would legalize gambling you're looking to you know capitalize on that with yeah yeah with somebody local yeah, we're yeah we're 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 looking for brand you know brand ambassadors I would say uh, in uh, in these different markets. So got a guy in Mississippi, we got a guy in Pittsburgh, uh, you know got a guy in Philly, uh, and so I mean you know uh, New York just legalized sports betting, but it's all like in their mm-hmm. upstate casinos. So uh, we don't really exactly have anyone as of yet uh, upstate. Uh, Chicago, I think, yep. is coming soon. Uh, I'm from Isn't Chicago. Isn't Indiana so, there uh, too? I got- Indiana has it as well. Um, so yeah, that's something uh, we'll we look to to go uh, soon. Um, so yeah, so uh, you know, if if uh, you live in an area that's got legal sports betting and, and you think PropSwap uh, could be interesting for you, um, like I said, we are hiring. You know, it's very it's very part time, but I mean, it's you know, you're you're getting in on the ground floor essentially uh, of a company. So uh, if you are interested, uh, I would say shoot us an email, uh, info i n f o at propswap.com. Um, and so yeah, we we are looking to add people in those areas. That's, that's awesome. Well, if it opens up in Louisiana, I don't even need to call you. I hope that you pick up the phone. Yeah, uh, and call. we uh, <laughs> shouldn't even uh, be uh, holding uh, interviews for that, but that's just my opinion. But anyway, look, you be sure and follow these guys at at Twitter at PropSwap. Uh, it's a great follow. It's interesting. There's always they're always putting on the you know not not just the big deals, but even the smaller deals are interesting. And just to peruse through your website, it's always great. Uh, looking at thanks for jumping on the podcast. We're gonna have you again on if if you'll come maybe after football season to talk about the craziness, like the big the memorable bets, the memorable buys the memorable cells. Maybe after the Super Bowl, we'll do another one. Sure. Yeah. All right. Thanks for it. jumping on, brother. And be sure, and I'll put this on Twitter. Uh, be sure and check out uh, this podcast when you get a chance to Sports Antidote. It'll be up tonight, maybe tomorrow. You can check it out when you have a minute. Thanks, Sounds brother. Sounds good, man. Bye. Talk soon. Bye. That was awesome. Thanks to Ian for coming on. I thought that went really well, and um, we could have probably did that for an hour. I still had 20 things I wanted to ask him, but we try to keep the 30 minutes. Anyhow, let's uh, Coach Ogeron interrupted us before. Let's get to Coach O, then we'll roll into some NFL Jesse, and then we'll wrap this puppy up. He came in earlier, uh, somehow unannounced. I didn't know Coach had the technology to hack into the mainframe of Anchor when he wasn't really supposed to be invited until later on. But he keeps surprising me. He surprises everyone because he's undefeated. They're favored to win a national championship. Burroughs favored to win the Heisman. And, uh, Coach, this is your correct time slot. So thanks for taking time out of your busy day with LSU to join the Sports Antelope Podcast. Welcome back. Oh, no problem, baby. I always love, uh, you know, get, spending time with the antelope. It's the always a pleasure. Still calling it the antelope. Yeah, it's okay. It's not an... It's not the African cousin to the Impala, but that's okay. It's not the anecdote. It's the antidote. You'll get it right one day. We're not worried about I that. I like Impalas. They're, they're nice cars, baby. There's a lot of them in Baton Rouge. There's um, a lot of General Motors trash down there, you're saying? Yeah, they got a lot of them Impalas. They, they kind of sound like this. Um, let me see. 
And then it's all like a little bit like. But um, oftentimes they're very bright colors too. Coach, trying to you trying to make racial implications here, or what do you? I don't I don't understand. Ain't nothing racist about that. They just bright colors, you know. <laughs> I'm t- well, you never know what's gonna happen with this guy, Coach. Uh, you were less than amazing for once uh, against Ole Miss. I gotta be honest, Coach. I'm a little worried uh, about the fact that Ole Miss's quarterback was running around uh, like this was playground football, 200 something yards on 20 carries. And I know LSU put up a gaudy number of points again, but coach, man, can you hold a team in, in the SEC to, to under, you know, 21 points at some point or something? Well, well, I mean, I mean we, we whipped up on Southeastern pretty good last year, but I mean, we, we come in. It's all right. You know, we, we can put up a lot of parents. I'm sorry, points. In New Orleans, they say parents. They, saw, they also say Earl and Turlet instead of Oil and Turlet. Yeah. yeah. They say Turlet in New York, too. It's kind of ironic. Coach, uh, just to let you know, I took my dad fishing down to Grand Isle. Uh, we oh, yeah, through, baby. <laughs> Represent. We drove through your, your homeland there. And, you know, we drove through it, and uh, we caught a nine-inch speckled trout and two small white trout. We crapped out. But out there, there was somebody out there also talking about, Coach, the earth is flat because he also couldn't see no curve looking straight out into the Gulf. So I think you're right. I think the earth might be flat. Have you, have you seen a curve yet? I don't think you still have. Well, I mean, they also have a lot of mess down there, um, yeah, especially around Morgan City and all. So I don't know. I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I ain't no scientist, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm a coach. I'm a, I'm a simple Cajun man, baby. Simple Cajun man with a simple Cajun plan. Coach, I got I to gotta run something by you real quick. Um, and I know that uh, you know, how many, by the way, how many energy drinks have you had today? Well, I mean, I didn't have as many as, uh, as I usually do because I'm just trying to, I'm going to relax a little bit tonight and, uh, good, good, good. Get, get, get some sleep, you know? So coach, um, what you have coming here is probably beside you, <laughs> uh, is probably the worst team in the history, probably since the P five was called the power five. Arkansas very well me the worst team I've ever seen. Last year at home, getting skull dragged by North Texas. They lost to the Mean Green in Fayetteville by like five touchdowns. And then a very average in their weight class Western Kentucky team comes in there and dog walks them. Gave them the PD, which he didn't know stands for prison, Dirk. And I mean, it's just getting bad. They haven't won a conference game since Moses came down from Mount Sinai and broke those commandments. I don't know, man. Look, I think here's what I think. They got an interim coach. Coach, you guys are a 44-point favorite. Let's just get to the gambling part because I know you can't talk about it, but you like to kind of. Are you going to take it easy on the interim coach? Because, Coach, you were also an interim or interim or whatever, a secretary at one point, right? So you're going to take it easy or are you, gonna, are you coming? Y'all going to score 65? What's going on? I mean, first of all, I always take it sleazy. And, yeah, I mean, I do have a – I do respect interim coaches. I was an interim coach at USC. And like I said, I seen that, that Chinaman out there who, who told me I was a very good interim coach. How did he and say I, that again? You know, How did he say that? He said, you are a very good interim coach. <laughs> I thought that was very, very tremendous. You know, Cajun love all over the country, baby. Coach, I think but, uh, Asian, Asian Americans, the preferred nomenclature. But that's okay. Uh, so, I mean – Obviously, you're liked by them. Interim coach. Coach, speaking of which, taking it easy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. 
Well, I'm so, saying after, I mean, after what happened to Joe Burrow, or excuse me, after what happened to Tua, and basically a meaningless game versus State, are you gonna kind of maybe see a little Miles Brennan here? Are we gonna pump the brakes on Burrow, or is he gonna play the whole game? Well, I think I think Brennan needs I think Brennan needs time, and and I, I think the uh, the preferred nomenclature is uh, Appalachian American. You know them them rednecks. <laughs> we gonna whip up on them too, but I'm not, I'm not gonna whip up on them as much. Because uh, out of respect for an interim coach, and like I said, to give give your boy from uh, from Mississippi some some playing time in the quarterback position. Go so let me translate that for you, all the gamblers. Coach O is telling you to take the forty four points. Coach, is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, we coming, baby. We we gonna whip some ass. Always Even when we're not trying to whip ass, we gonna whip ass. Always avoiding the gambling questions. Always avoiding the NCAA. Implications of insider trading. I appreciate that. Yeah, can't be like Pete Rose, baby. You know, I mean, that's one ugly son how of a bitch dare, too. How dare you disrespect Pete Rose? Yes, he is pretty ugly though. Yeah, yeah, great baseball player, but yeah, boy, it was ooey. <laughs> he was so. I mean, he'd make a dog jump off a gut wagon. <laughs> I know what that means, but it sounds funny. Coach, last question before we let you go here. He's like Lyle Lovett ugly. If if you know, what I mean, if that's that helps. <laughs> Um, by the way, I wish your partner in crime, Dickie Salvo, could be uh, on the call. You guys are yeah. the, new, the new duo, you know? I feel bad. I feel bad for him. He's getting married and all. I mean, he's that's pretty. Uh, Did you see who he's marrying? Dude, she's smoking hot. I don't feel bad. I mean, ain't no wrong with that. Ain't no wrong with that. But I mean, I mean, that, he's, that, that, he's, but, uglier, he's uglier than me. Oh, so wow. He's, damn. He's, <laughs> I know. He's doing fine. But, but, well, uh, yeah, you got you, you got you a good one too, though. Uh, me too, baby. You know, we we lucked out in that department. Go right. Tigers! Uh, did they still call you the Beaver Retriever? Is that still a thing? Uh, well, yeah, that's one of my nicknames, baby. Um, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> many, many, many pelts have have been many have come pelts. across. <laughs> yes, sir. Many pelts. <laughs> many pelts. I see what you go there, Coach. Uh, and uh, oh yeah, know, baby. Actually, we're just gonna not to jump ahead. I know that you could have – we talked about it ad nauseum. You easily could have looked ahead of Alabama at the Texas A&M game, which is coming up. Uh, and, Coach, I got to ask you, man, are you a little worried about this game? Because uh, there's a lot of LSU fans that think that Jimbo Fisher is still a better coach than you. You remember there's a lot of LSU fans that wanted Jimbo Fisher and Todd Herman over you. And now what's, what's, what, what's the score on that now, Coach? Yeah, well, if you were I mean, me, coach, look, I would try to look, score. Look, look, look. I would try to score. Hold on one second. I would try to score the same amount of points that you did in six overtimes in regulation, or how many overtimes? I'd try to score 142 points on Texas ass to mouth. That's just me, but you know. Well, they didn't get they didn't get uh, Herman Munster, and they didn't get Dumbo Fisher. They got <laughs> they got the Cajun beast, baby. They got Coach O, and we're gonna kick ass. We're gonna do it our way, the Cajun way, baby. What's the Cajun way? Uh, kicking ass in all three phases of the game, baby, with the French accent. Wait, Coach, I've always wondered, is there a fourth phase or is there only three? Uh, uh, fourth phase is ass whipping. Oh, so we got uh, offense, special teams, defense, and then ass whipping. Well, Coach, yes, uh, sir. thanks for joining the Sports Antidote once again. Good luck against Sui this week. Uh, the drunk neighbor joins you in spirit with Dickie Salvo. Oh, well. yeah. Oh, oh, now I miss old drunk neighbor. I mean, oh shit, man, he he's had a rough, 
rough month now. They, they that damn team. They got Bill Belichick working for them now, banging on them them garbage cans, stealing Ooh, signals and everything. I don't know. He's not gonna like that. Well, I mean, look, you know, <laughs> you know, Coach O's a Yankees fan, so I mean, we want to rematch, we baby. Oh boy, I tell you what, he he's gonna hear that. I just hope he's hearing that in the airplane and not while he's in his car. He'll swerve off yeah. the causeway. But anyway, I uh, feel you. <laughs> and always, I got I got to send a shout out to all, all our friends out there. We got the you got the swap shop. I got my partners out there in the hot desert. We got we got a bunch of Cajuns out there. We got people in Cocodri. We got the rednecks up in Bogalusa, baby. I mean, it's it's coming. You know, we 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 coming on this here antelope, baby. I think it's a great thing we got going here. We're going to have a big episode this week with uh, who we have on the show earlier and the momentum we have, so we're really happy about that. But anyway, Coach, thanks for jumping on the show. Uh, keep it sleazy. All the stuff that you say, we need you to go ahead and not cover versus Arkansas, and then we're going to need you to beat Texas A&M by 124 points. And All right, be sure baby. to keep Joe Burrow in the whole game and just have him throw about 59 passes. Really stick uh, it to Jimbo. I mean, really, right up that ass. Really give it to him. I feel you, baby. Uh, uh, yeah, I knew it for you uh, about about uh, parting ways and all. Uh, uh, T-I-S-G-T, baby. Take it sleazy. Go Tigers. Uh, hashtag. I like it. We'll see you next week. All right, Slim. <laughs> a little worried about Coach O. Something's wrong. I can't put my finger. I don't know. He's acting a little, a little more sleazy than usual. I don't know. Speaking of sleazy, let's bring on our liberal NFL West Coast NFL Jesse. NFL Jesse. Yep, we are back. <laughs> yes, you are. You know, last week I go 0 for 3, uh, just get crushed, and you had your first losing week in a while. 2 for 3. The drunk neighbor is out of the equation right now. Again, today he's been traveling a lot. So we had our worst week of the year, but it could be worse. Could always be worse. It could. The fact that we've only had – that's the first losing week the podcast had, I believe – no, we've had two losing weeks, but that's still pretty pretty ridiculous uh, in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, at the end of the day, the podcast still cumulatively uh, 67, 43, and 1. Those are true numbers, uh, and that is still absolutely ridiculous. So um, I do want to talk to you for about five minutes about the Democratic nomination odds – We'll do that after your picks. Um, again, I don't want to get my political opinion injected here. I just find betting politics to be fascinating. Uh, I think it is just hilarious and an overlooked segment in, in gambling, period. I think if you do your homework and you know what's up, you can make a little money. I'm sure you'd agree, as you're always looking for an angle. Um, so anyway, let's not get into that yet. We'll just touch base on that at the end, make that just a quick little hitter. Uh, I'm sure you have – one college and a few pro, and as we see your trend now, if you win your college, what you can't do either. What's one if you win? If you lose your college bet, you win all your pro. Is that how it is? Yeah, that's how it's been. Like the last month, uh, I either win the college and then a losing week in the NFL, or I lose the college and then a, a winning week in the NFL. So we're just looking for you to lose college and then just hammer away with you. So we're almost wanting you to lose college. I mean, the way it's gone, it, it turns out better if that's the way that Saturday goes. For some reason, they, they just can't let me win both. I, I hear you. Well, anyway, talk about segues. Let's hear that college pick, baby. What you got? All right. So um, last week, you know, I had uh, over here in college a team that you're very familiar with. 
I think you might have even had them as well uh, on the show even, and that's Tulane. And they went to Temple and obviously lost. You know, I, I don't know that they were really – I didn't follow that game too much. Like, you know, I just checked the score here and there. But I know laying a touchdown and losing outright, uh, you know, I don't know that they were ever in – Real good position there, um, you know, in Philadelphia. I guess Temple was ready for that one. But now those same Temple Owls, as uh, some of my Philadelphia family would say, Owls. I don't even know how the accent is. Owls, Owls. Yeah, they, say, they say like water, water. Yeah. Water. I don't know. <laughs> but, what I do know is that a team coming off a nice outright win like that, turning around and getting 10 to Cincinnati, I think that's got to be pretty appealing to a lot of people. You see that in the current bet split. So, of course, going against the public dog, Temple Owls, I guess, you know, if uh, they beat us once last week, can they do it again? I don't think so. Cincinnati minus 10 uh, going against that trendy public dog. That's the one college play right there. I circled that one. Uh, I just uh, – I couldn't I couldn't come to do it just because I, there really is no rhyme or reason why. But, yeah, I figured you might be sniffing on that game. Certainly circled it. Um, I'm just trying to limit plays in bloody November. This is when I get beat to crap. Not to say that I'm not going to play games to skew a percentage or anything stupid like that. I just – I'm with you on that one, and I might throw it in anyway. I don't even know. But anyway, keep going. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, and I know that we just talked very briefly about what you might be doing for your own college. That's the other one. If there were two this week, so I'll let – you know, when you get into yours, that'll become more apparent. So I won't give away the the ghost or whatever they call that. (laughs) It's all good. I I, I come up with the most random sayings that probably don't even – they're not even relevant to the conversation, but I'm just saying – (laughs) <laughs> I'll probably just put it to where I shift this mind prior. So it doesn't matter for all intents and purposes. It would already have been said, but you're oh, talking, I get you. I get you're talk, you. You're talking about the Navy. Yes. And how we just saw them get punished. Yes. And SMU, I guess yes. still people are really hot with them and they're laying through. Yes. Yeah. I yes. got to take the Navy there, man. I'm absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Got to roll the Academy there. All right. So going to the NFL. Here um, we go. All right, so a couple of these now, I, I feel like often there there comes, you know, these games where I have to decide between, you know, the, the sort of per- percentage play and then also the most recent results, like that sort of recency bias play. And, and you might sometimes see the discrepancy there, and then it's kind of like, all right, well, which one do I trust more? And so we're going to start with Thursday night. And here's what I see between these AFC South foes, right? Indianapolis Colts at Houston. So the Colts just came off a pretty good, I think it ended up being like a 20-point win over the Jaguars. And then we all know, because Houston was one of the teams that I had last week as an underdog, that wasn't even close to covering against the Ravens. And so now you have a team off a 20-point win as an underdog against a team off a 30-point loss. So I'll take the Houston Texans here, even though the percentage is a little bit toward Houston. 
Um, I just think that, you know, primetime at home coming off the embarrassing loss, I'll go with them another week here, give them a chance to get us back some money, you know, until we jump ship completely. I'm not too thrilled with the coach, but I do think we have an advantage at quarterback and certainly being at home on the short week is an advantage as well. So I'll take Houston minus three and a half. That is up from three, and it looks like even might go, uh, you know, continue up to four. But, you know, we'll go three and a half. That's what it's at right now pretty much everywhere. So Houston minus three and a half. Then moving on to Sunday. Ooh, man, some of these games, man, you know, I've had to cross off teams off the list because it just gets so ugly. Uh, You know, I I don't know what to do with some of these. So, you know, just to throw it out there, appealing to me is Tampa, but I just can't trust Jameis. So that's not play that I'm giving out. Again, for people out there, the Redskins seem prime set up here in this position, but again, they just got absolutely dismantled, and there's nothing about Dwayne Haskins that's positive, so we're staying off that. I'm just mentioning those as typical sort of plays that I look at, but for one reason or another, I just can't do it. I can't stomach it, and so we're not going there. But we are staying in the AFC South with the Jacksonville Jaguars getting three at Tennessee. Uh, now we got Nick Foles' second game back. You know, maybe last week was a little bit of that rust, a little bit of that – like jitters and whatnot. And, and I don't think Tennessee has the same capability, the same discipline that Indianapolis does to run away with this one. I think Jacksonville actually pulls out the outright win, but we're getting three points. So it's Jacksonville plus three. And in finishing the week, we're only going with three in the NFL. Uh, we're going Sunday night, prime time. Got to throw another one of these in there. San Francisco at home getting Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers a short favorite minus three. Uh, the minus three does look like at most places is getting juiced 115, maybe even 120. So I wouldn't be surprised to see three and a half at some point. You might want to get on that one uh, before you have to, you know, buy the hook if you don't want the three and a half or eat even more juice there. So right now it's 49ers minus three. And that's what we're going with to close out Sunday night against the team that people still believe is like the best in the NFC, maybe right there with the Saints. Uh, you know, and I like the 49ers at home to sort of hold serve, maintain that number one seed. So that's it for the weekend. You know, the, okay. Oh, give me that recap real quick. Yeah. All right. So in college, we got Cincinnati minus 10. In the NFL, we got Houston Thursday night minus three and a half. We got Jacksonville plus three. And then finishing out, we got the 49ers minus three. Got it. So I, uh, and good luck to those. I'll probably be, I can't, if you lose, <laughs> if Temple wins outright, I'll be doing a $500 three team parlay on your uh, NFL and <laughs> just throw it out, <laughs> just jam it in there, roll the trend. Um, so, you know, the NFC is interesting. We're not, I'm going off the cuff here, but you can keep up. I'm sure you know more about this than I. But it is probably one of the better. <clears throat> they say it's top-heavy. It really – I wouldn't – I mean, I guess it is top-heavy, but the Niners, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, and, man, the Vikings. The Vikings scare me, dude. That, they, they, that game they played last week, who'd they come back? What trash team did they beat? Oh, Denver. That was a game – 
That's the letdown game you're supposed to lose. That's the Saints Falcons game two weeks ago. You right. go down, you go down, and they just ugly their way back and win that game. No one's talking about the Vikings. I saw their odds to win the Super Bowl are still over. It's like twenty something to one. They're crazy odds to win the NFC. I don't know, man. I'm not saying that. I don't know who's best in the NFC, but the Vikings are the apparent dark horse to me because I don't hear anyone talking about them. And for them to come back, that's their signature win this year as far as I'm concerned. Denver comes in. they got a big game next week. We overlook these losers. We go down big early. And then they, uh, they didn't come back and look good when they kind of uglied their way back. I don't know how to describe it, but I was like, wow, because I'm rooting against them, right? I didn't yeah. have money on the game, but I'm a Saints fan. I want home field, blah, blah. But uh, do you think – I mean, the 30 seconds. Do you think the Vikings have a legitimate chance to come out of the NFC, or is that just me just not it's understanding? Like, even, you know, from before the season starts until now, I think their questions are kind of still the same, and that is quarterback. Really all about Kirk Cousins. It's like yeah. as long as you can get consistency out of him into December and January – then, yeah, I mean, they're capable of beating anybody. And when you talk about those odds, that might be one of the best values, period, because they do have the roster that can go toe-to-toe with anybody. Uh, so, yeah, like when you say the NFC being top-heavy, yeah, but it's like top-heavy with like five teams, you know? It's so hard top-heavy. Like it's, it's really good teams, you know? So it's not even right. Yeah, so so usually when people say top-heavy, it's like, oh, it's like one or two. And for the NFC, it, it is like it's deep, but it's not deep with like mediocrity, like nine win type teams. No. It's deep with like Super Bowl contenders, like legitimately. So I think that'll be fun for the rest of the year and then yeah. into the playoffs for sure. Wait, yeah, I'll man, tell you this with the NFC East, they're going to have a nine to 10 winner. There'll be no wild card from the East. You're going to see the NFC have two 11, maybe 12 win wild cards straight up. That's how yes. it be. So yes. you rarely see that. By the way, Jesse, this bud's for you. Oh, man, there we go. But uh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What were you going to say there? No, I was just saying that that I think you, you hit on something with the Vikings in terms of being, of all those, like, contenders, the one that's the least talked about. Yeah, but they just – and I'm telling you, that stupid win versus uh, – I just couldn't believe – I mean, I watched the end of it. I'm like, wow, no one's even talking about this because the Saints lose to the Falcons in that situation. And these, I mean, I'm not comparing the Falcons. They maybe they're they're still talented. Look, they just beat the piss out of the Panthers. But the letdown game that was supposed to be was not. And that's always something that I look at like, oh man, I don't know. But anyway, um, look real quick before we go. Um, uh, real quick, obviously we differ politically. It's good. I like to have. We can't all think the same way. If I was a CEO, I wouldn't want my COO and CFO and, and, and head of HR and VP of sales all on the same page on everything. That would not be, that wouldn't be, uh, that wouldn't be good. We all think the same way. You're all be telling me yes all the time. I don't like that. Not to say that I'm your CEO, but you know what I meant. I'm just yeah. saying, got to have different opinions. It makes you think different ways. So the DNC primaries are fascinating to me. They've been going all over the place. At first, it looks like Biden was going to be the guy and then, you know, he's having his issues with uh, a couple, you know, I'm not going to, it's not my opinion, a couple gaffes here and there. He's really old. Then Bernie, you know, he could have been the guy last year. looks like they kind of aced him out. And then he has like a heart attack and uh, he has health concerns. And, and then people are dropping out of the race. And then all of a sudden, Mayor Pete, 
I'm looking at his odds at like 12 to one last week before the Iowa thing. And I'm like, man, that's worth a hundred smokes. And then I go look at it today and he's the odds on favorite over Elizabeth Warren. Um, I know we could do this for a while, but just in a couple minutes, can you make sense of that from a gambling perspective? Is that even a good bet? Or do you think that he'll get aced out? And do you think that Warren will be the nominee or, or Biden? Or what do you think? Jesse. Yeah. Sorry, I lost you there. Did you hear what I said? Uh, not the tail end for some reason. I don't know how to cut out. All right. I was, well, I'll repeat it. I thought well, what I meant was like I was about to bet Mayor Pete at 12 to 1 to win the DNC nomination. And then uh, I check it after the Iowa thing, and he's the odds on favorite. My point is, is there still any value there? Obviously not at plus 200. But who do you think is actually going to be the nominee from a gambling perspective, is there any value left on this board? Yeah, I don't know because, like, there's been a few that have taken turns being a favorite. So if you were able to catch uh, a handful of them at sort of, you know, good odds, you could have, you know, I, I don't know what Bernie's at right now, but I know at one point he was like nine to one. And then, you know, if Pete was like 12 or 13 to one, and then there was a point when Elizabeth Warren was like in the six, seven to eight to one range. So if you were able to jump on those before they made their, you know, little move up, then obviously you're sitting kind of pretty. It's kind of like when you bet on golf and you don't just bet on like one guy to win a tournament. Cause the odds are so good. You bet on like, five guys and you always yeah. sort of have a chance and it's kind of the same thing with this kind of race uh, I guess they do call these things the horse race so it is kind of like horse racing as well in that way and so you wouldn't bet on Pete now because you're getting in yeah. at the top of the market but I think you'll see him slide a little bit again and so maybe you know some people you know he, he appeals to them in that way as far as who I even think will be the nominee. Like I was, you know, we were talking a month or two ago about Elizabeth Warren being the favorite and why I thought that would be a little bit troublesome because who she appeals to, right, among the primary voters, it's not the group that tends to put the nominee through. So right now, still, the one that's the strongest with the people that tend to matter the most once the primary start is still Biden. I agree. I think so. But, and you can get him right now at six to one. That might be the, that might be the play. I'm just fascinated with this race. I don't know why I've been following it really closely, but you can also come in with. Oh, you know why? I know why, because you want to see who's going to be your next president. I mean, there you go. Obviously. I mean, duh. and then (laughs) I want to see if I can get it on some Hillary at 10 to one kind of contemplating that she comes in through the back door to win the nomination as like the hero. The whole, it's just the whole thing's fascinating, but I don't want to get on the political water slide. I with mean, you. Like hilarious if she did. I mean, you know, obviously there's <laughs> people on my side of things that, that really don't want her to do it. But the thing is that you have to like recognize or those people and, and maybe they do recognize it. Is that she would almost automatically become the favorite like once she announced and there's really nothing that any of these like Bernie people or whoever could do about it because 
the issues that he had. And I know there's like talk about how, oh, you know, stuff was rigged against him. But a lot of that was overblown in terms of like the results that that came. Um, Yeah. The problems that he had haven't really changed. That's why even though he had like such huge name recognition and he built that huge movement and momentum during that primary that's why, like, as soon as Biden entered, he jumped right to the top and he's been holding that position more or less the whole way. Only Warren has really challenged that, like, actual, like, top in the polls, uh, you know, that top vote getter or whatever in the polls. So there's a reason, there's something about Bernie that just doesn't get people, like, across the board. Of course, there's but- a. I'm sure there's a ton of reasons why, but, but I mean, it, I understand. I'm not, well, I'm not going to knock the guy, but I'm just saying, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just, it'll be interesting to see kind of how this thing plays out. And I do want to at least once a month touch on how these odds change because it's always kind of fascinating to me. Um, the political realm of the gambling spectrum, I think, is always something that is overlooked. But uh, sorry to cut you off there, though, man. I, uh, you got anything else you want to close with, real quick, bro? No, I mean, I would ask just for your own little opinion on it if you if you're familiar with the the other candidates that i know you know tulsi gabber gets a lot of support from like the right wing i just curious how you feel about her in particular well i tell you what man we can do this one next week because i do have a good take for you there but i just gotta i I gotta be honest i'm about to pass out six hour drive (laughs) to northwest mississippi i gotta get up early this is crazy man but uh, i'm gonna do my thing in the morning patch it all together you'll be i'm glad you asked that i will give you my take on that i have a funny take it's it's actually a a scorching hot take you will laugh but i will uh, we'll talk about that next week thanks for jumping on the show brother you can follow him at 53 percent the nfl guru of the show we'll see you next week buddy yeah sounds good later all right Thanks for joining the Sports Antelope. 134, Untitled. Thanks to Ian Epstein for jumping on from PropSwap. We appreciate that. Look forward to having him back on, hopefully after football season. Coach Ed Ogeron, the drunk neighbor, should be back pretty soon. Thanks, NFL Jesse, Dickie Salvo. Hope we can have you on pretty soon. And just a public service announcement. Uh, If you're a Jake Fromm fan, uh, I will officially fight you. If we're within four inches uh, and 20 pounds, we can tape up the wrists. And I, I really would just love the opportunity to, to scrap with you uh, in some sort of ring. Uh, I still think he's the biggest fraud I have ever seen uh, in my life as far as people actually saying he is going to be some sort of NFL caliber quarterback. He can't, <laughs> I'm telling you, I hate A&M. I hope they go in there and wreck them. Oh, that would make my year. Oh. God, please. <laughs> oh, man. Be sure and tune in next week for 135. Follow me at NKoreanSanim. I guess fade me in November. I don't know. Fade me at your own risk. See you next week. Georgia sucks.